Check, 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 check. Can I get a check from you? Yeah, 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 yo, 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 yo. All right, word. Let's fucking do it. All right. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home and and as always, there's beer and soda in the motherfucking fridge. Cheers, my dude. Cheers, cheers. Cheers, that's what the fuck is up. Mm. Be doing this greeting with a fucking lovely little throffy mustache up in this mm-hmm. bitch. Yes. fucking sight. <laughs> Yo, so I am here today with someone that I just met fucking five minutes ago, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you seem like an all right dude. I'm all right so far. Say hello to the <laughs> internet, my friend. Tell the people who you are and what you do. What's up? What's up? My name is Lynn Starr. I am a musician um, and CEO of Half Hour Productions. I'm a rapper. Um, yeah. I just do every fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Good job. <laughs> the people on the internet are really happy that you're here. Right, I'm happy that you're here and I'm happy to learn all about your rapping and your hipping and your hopping and your hustle and you're grinding all day and let's you know since we just met mm-hmm. let's start at the start why the fuck are you trying to do something that's so dumb and a million people were trying to do because <laughs> i'm with you bro, but why the fuck are we doing this i have no idea it was <laughs> I, it was a high decision i made at 15 years old bro like and, and i've just been proving that i'm going to do it like I don't, I don't know so yeah that's like i mean it, it spoke to me at 15 and i was like all right and it's still what speaking was, to me what was the shit that spoke to you at 15 that made you think you were going to do this was it like so, an artist or it was, friends it was, it was childish gambino okay. i was like i was so i used to do this thing where you know i made the ball i made the a gravity no not gravity bong a bowl out of a small um small little plastic bottle you know aluminum foil at the top and yeah. i was smoking in the bathroom at my mom's house right i got in trouble for that a little while after that but all right whatever. so she already yeah. she knows about this. she knows We're about cool. this she knows about this all right, right cool so i was smoking i, I ain't trying to get you grounded or nothing <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's possible now but you know like it, it's just something you know yeah, so yeah yeah i was smoking with my mom i mean not smoking with my mom <laughs> I'm smoking in my mom's house. <laughs> Tight. All right. <laughs> and I'm listening to Childish Gambino, and this guy's just explaining his fucking life, bro. He's like, he's 30 rock, like, he's on a community, and he's rapping, and he's singing, and I'm just like, bro, I could do that. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I could do that. And from then on, I just wanted to rap. Like, I, I don't know. It was one of his songs, Untouchable. I wrote my first song, to like the cadence of Untouchable. And cool. ever since then, I've been just like, I've been a rapper. So with starting and getting into rap, I guess you kind of explained my first question already, which would be, how did you start? Just kind of rapping and uh, writing and maybe just like rapping to just beats that you would find laying around and stuff like that. Yeah, well, it was actually really weird. So I've been singing, my bad, hit the mic. I've been singing all my life, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, so I've been the plot singing. thickens. Yeah, there we go. Got right? it. All right. So I've been singing. Um, well, my parents discovered I can sing at ten. I knew I could sing forever. Whatever, of course, you know, like whatever. Of course. So they discovered I could sing. <laughs> so they started putting me into like music schools and things like that. Right. Yeah. So I went to Rogers Kappa, and then I went to Kappa High School. Right. Right downtown. Um, and I had a group of friends, um, like Tyreek, Debo, Shaki, and Izzy. They were always going to the studio, right? And they, and my friend Tyreek wanted me to sing a hook to his song. So oh, okay. They took me to their studio, and this is um, a, a, another dude named Aaron Carr. She was making beats for us back then. This was just all, like, you know, just high school stuff. And I was just singing, like, but I didn't really, like, I didn't like my voice at that point. I was um, turning into a baritone, and I was used to being a tenor, so I was just like, nah, like, I'm not liking this. So I gotcha. I just started rapping. Growing up. Exactly. It's a bitch, like, right? Yes. <laughs> growing up growing up is a bitch, right? Yeah. So like I just started rapping. And um, I mean, like, I was able to go to Aaron Karsh's house all the time and he was making beats. And this is before we all like were really worried about money. We were just like trying to make music, like yeah, you know, trying you. to make the dream. And then as we got older, money started getting involved. And yeah. it just, you know, it kind of got a little different, but it, it, yeah, it started like that. I was just, I, I had the platform well, that, to do it. That's know? cool. Yeah. So you had the platform to do it just because you were in in creative environment already. It wasn't like you had to seek out to find it. And I exactly. think that that tends to be a struggle for a lot of people. So yeah. talk about a blessing, right? Fuck, Dude, man, that's bro, crazy. I, yeah, it's just like music has been handed to me ever since like forever. I yeah. don't know. You know, I went to jazz camp. I went to school for classical music and you know, I'm just writing raps, you know, it's just, and then I'm in a performance. I'm in a theater group, you know, it's just, everything is just art and performance. So know? what I'm really curious about would be, 
coming from a background as a singer Mm -hmm. and vocal training, Mm -hmm. how different would it be for you compared to me when it comes to beginning to rap? I imagine that like when you were starting to write raps, maybe you were thinking about it from a different trained background versus maybe somebody else that doesn't have that background. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. I mean, like, so I was out back then though, I wasn't thinking of the theory behind it. You know what I mean? Like I didn't start taking the theory of music, um, uh, serious until about college, so freshman year of college, like when when you had to start taking the theory of music. But I mean, at the end of the day, it was always the idea of music and the, and the fundamentals were beaten to me. So I I did know those things. Um, but I I wrote music kind of at, like as a singer mostly, like as a rap because I wanted to still sing. Like people were like sing. So like I'm 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 writing music like like um modeling it off of the weekend as well because he has like this rap flow with with these vocals, sure. you know, like so. That's just like, basically, I was just studying rappers. I really wasn't studying the music until when I got to college. That's when I started breaking down music, like, theory inside of my raps and being able to, like, understand with the syllables, how they were working and how, like, just how I can make beats and everything like that. That's when it blossomed. And, you know, breath control and all those things that a lot of people, it takes a long time to come to that, you know, a lot of people try to. Some, well, not a lot. Some people try to overwrite, some people underwrite, you know, all these other things. But even then, like, I didn't know how to rap. I mean, I did know how to rap. Like, I was writing raps, but I remember one time I walked in the studio with this one dude, and he was just a producer, and he was like, why don't you, like, write your raps like each line to fit a bar, like instead of like overwriting, you know what I mean? Trying to fit so many words into a bar. He's like, he's like, if the bar is like one, two, three, four, put da, 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 right? And he like slowed me down. Like, and that right there for some reason, like changed the whole way. Yeah, that's always been the way that I've wrote was, I think more of the rhythm that I want to put almost like humming a melody of sorts. And then I got to find the right words to fit in that rhythm. Because I think the rhythm is the most important part of the song oh yes it might be subconsciously a lot of people might not think like that that are just listeners Mm -hmm. but the the rhythm of the flow is what makes it catchy you know what i mean like every part of the song i feel should be a hook not just the hook i like that you know what i I mean like Like, you gotta keep them fucking in (laughs) i like that a lot with you and being someone who comes from a trained background Mm -hmm. now we're just going to get right into it this is a a hot button topic rapping on top of pre-recorded vocals how do you feel about it the worst thing you could do (laughs) like (laughs) but a lot of people do it and a lot of people that are just fans of music do not give a shit that people do it. Ugh. It's so weird. It, it, I know, but they don't. They may not give a shit, but they they know the difference. You know what I mean? Like you, when you have that performance and you're sitting there, and this person has the mess ups and has the flow and that unquantized speaking. You know what I mean? Just everything is just so. Yeah. It, it's like you're only getting this one time. You know what I mean? That that feeds me way more than having somebody like just spit over it's their a, yeah, lyrics. Man. It's supposed to be a performance. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Everybody's so worried about, I think, looking cool and looking things sounding right on stage, but like just you look like a clown to me. Literally. Like, I mean, it's okay to have performance tracks. It's okay to have your hook inside of the song. That's cool. You could talk while you're doing that. You can make it, you know, different, but like rapping over the whole thing and then like that's just kind of shitty. And then people know when you mess up because I mess up all the time. (laughs) I'm just saying like, bro, like- You're only human. Yeah, exactly. And half of the time I'm not rehearsing sometimes anymore. And it's not not because I think I'm too good to rehearse, but sometimes I kind of feel like, all right, I know this song. And then, you know, if I would have had some lyrics behind me, bro, I would be like, oh- I don't really know this song as much as I thought I did. That's another thing that I like talking with uh, fellow rappers Mm -hmm. about is how much they practice if they practice at all. I feel like since I have a band that I perform with, we rehearse. But to be honest with you, I don't know how much I would just like sit in my room and rap to myself. It's, I mean, like, it feels weird, but it, it also seems like you should do it. You should do it, especially you work if you're out, uncomfortable right? about yeah. some of this music that you're about to perform. Like, so if I have a song that I know, like, I really, I don't know, like, I'm going to, I'm going to rewrite the lyrics. You know what I mean? I'm going to rewrap this. Like, I even sometimes stand with a marker inside of my room, like, you know, rapping because <laughs> like, but I do that less to memorize shit and more for manifestation. Like, I'm just trying to feel what it's like to be on stage. You know what I mean? And just like train my mind to be like, all right, well, when this time comes you already know like you've already imagined a million people in front of you even though i've never seen a million people in front of anybody you already imagine thousands of people in front of people you know what i mean so like 
that that's more so why I'm doing it. But I mean, I guess the, the rehearsal comes into that too. Yeah, you got to. You got to. You know what I mean? If you're, you know, wash your ass, brush your teeth, practice your, practice flow. your flow. Like literally, like, <laughs> I mean, day it, to day, dude, even if just it. listening to your songs, that's rehearsal. You know what I mean? Like listening to your songs while you ride around. Like it doesn't have to be you standing there and trying to like rap or, or rehearse something. You know, it could just be you doing your music. Yeah, it helps to know. Whatever whatever works for you. Everybody's Literally. different. Literally. We're all, you know, snowflakes. That's not, a, I don't like using the, I don't like saying that word nowadays. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? People take it the wrong fucking way. I'm, I'm talking about actual snowflakes. Like uniqueness. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I get you. I get you. Yeah, when it was nice. <laughs> yeah. A nice thing to say. Jesus Christ. Anyways, so moving forward, you know what I mean? We got the origin story mm-hmm. and now... You're opening up for some bigger artists. I mean, you just played with Bone Thugs and Harmony, yes, right? Up How was Thug. that? Man, that was unbelievable right there. Uh, so that was like, I ain't gonna lie, that, was the, that wasn't the biggest crowd I rocked. But that was the biggest crowd that I rocked that was like in tune with me. You know what I mean? Sure. Like these people were actually like with me. I know they didn't come for me, but damn. Like, you know, the, the vibe that they gave me and being from Pittsburgh and those people being pittsburgh fans just like that felt really good they've never seen me before and like it just felt totally awesome and to be like i was the opener right before bone thug so i set the tone you know and that yeah that felt great like that literally felt like amazing like congratulations that's fucking awesome thank you man yeah that was that was amazing so with that grind you know getting from rapping in you know the small studios mm-hmm. being inspired by things getting songs together starting to play shows and getting to this point now where you're playing bigger mm-hmm. stages what has that journey been like for you as a hip-hop artist in pittsburgh because we have a really weird fragmented segmented segregated hip-hop scene in pittsburgh maybe all over the place but obviously we have the most connection because we're here because we're here man oh dude Rising up in Pittsburgh and and grinding has been one of the hardest things ever, but it has trained me. It has made me the most versatile person in the world. You know what I mean? So starting off at 15, you say you want to be a rapper. Well, you're not a rapper if you don't have shows. All right, you're 15. Nobody wants to put you on shows. So what I started doing is like holding shows at my school. You know what I mean? Just yeah. just doing what I had to do. And then slowly but surely you get into the game of Pittsburgh. People start seeing you doing art and you're doing music. But then the game is so oversaturated. And then there's... You, there's people who hate you because not necessarily because of your music, but because like you had a girlfriend and they didn't fuck with like you being with that girlfriend. Cause they was hating on you or like you cheated on your girlfriend and now people don't like you because you cheated on your girlfriend. So it's like shit like that, that I had to deal with and getting like, I'm still yeah. getting hated on by shit that yep. I did in high school, bro. That's what your dick you know? does, man. Get you into trouble, bro. That's it. Bro, that's all it's there for. That's all it's there for. Right. <laughs> so like, but, and that, that type of shit, like it, it's it's hard, like, you know what I mean? Because, like, people aren't, when they're close to you, they're not listening to your music, not because you're not good, but because they know you. you yeah. Know I mean? that's, and that's really fucking weird. I definitely relate with that. It's really weird, you know, whenever you're coming up in the city, you need your city to give a shit about you. Mm-hmm. But if you know everybody, they're not going to fuck with you on the level that they would somebody they don't know because they know you. Literally. And then it becomes a catch-22 of sorts. It's so strange. And, like, you start grinding and you start showing, like, that that determination. And and for some reason, it's still kind of hated by some people. But some people love it. And that's... Like, I'm just noticing, like, who loves me and who rocks with me and and who's starting to rock with me now knowing that I'm doing bigger things. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you you can you can tell really, really fast. It's like, the only thing that matters is as long as you rock with yourself. Oh, yes. Yes. And, and that's... I think keep I've that, like keep a, that energy. Like, if you yes. go out and, like... I mean, we all get down on ourselves and feel some type of way every now and then, but mm-hmm. you can't, like... You can't let that show especially on stage or something like that because it's fucking game over for you at that point. People don't want to see that. Literally. I mean, and I've been, people People have been like, hey man, like I respect that you don't give a shit. Like I don't give a fuck who, like I will say what I want about about who I want. It's never, it's never, um, I don't think it's out of pocket when I say things about people or I talk about, like I'm not afraid of talking about the Pittsburgh scene in the way that I do because I, I I've definitely worked on both sides. Like I'm the CEO of High Five Production, so I'm not just the artist. You know what I mean? I I event coordinate and I deal with artists on the business level. And boy, I'll tell you, some of these people are just shitty. Sure, <laughs> like just all around shitty, and and they have a delusion of grandeur, and it's just 
wild what goes on. And you just got to suck it up and just keep grinding, find the people that are going to fuck with you and like just yeah. keep pushing. There's it. A, a whole lot of people that, I mean, it could really just be chalked up. They want to work for nothing yes. or they want, not that they want to, they don't want to work and they yeah, want and everything. They want, yes, they want, man, the, my biggest problem like is, all right, so we're artists, right? You want to get paid for what you're doing, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. But you've grinded for where the fuck you're at. You've grinded for your audience, right? But I've had people who have not, who can't sell a ticket, you know, tell me that they need to be paid when it's like, all right, like, man, like I brought my audience here and that is the only audience you've got was the audience that I brought. And, and it's just, it's wild how, you know, it's a delusion of grandeur. You know, we, I feel like people sometimes just need to grind or show us, I mean, like grind period, just put your grind in. Like, yeah. that's, that's all I got. That's all I got at the end of the day for people. Yeah, I can, <laughs> with, it's interesting because outside of hip hop, I'm involved in a, a few other pockets of music too. I have a few different music projects and I've played in a bunch of different styles of music and mm-hmm. it's really unique how uh, integrated money is into a lot of the hip hop scene and how there's a lot of stuff in the hip hop scene where, you know, the pay-to-play model is Ugh. a lot more like accepted among people who rap. Like, yeah, there's a lot of people that are too. that are happy <laughs> to like you know pay 300 bucks to exactly. play for 15 minutes in front of nobody that gives a shit. And it's like in front of a bunch of other people who paid. Yeah, that's to so get that wild. Like the showcases fly. and all that kind of stuff. Like Bro. that. Oh, man, it's really really bad. There's no other style of music where that sort of shit exists. Yeah, you're right. Actually, it's that, so that wild. Pay, that shit is super wild and like. I don't even understand how that how that model exists at all. Like I the the model that kind of like sometimes makes sense is like, all right, like guys, if you sell 10 tickets, you can perform. Okay. From a business aspect, that sound it kind of sounds okay. And I I get it. But then I've never not I've never been to a place where I I if I didn't sell 10 tickets, they wouldn't let me perform anyway. So like yeah. that's that's cool. Like, you know what I mean? But like paying like 150 for a 15 minute slot. Nah, it's dead. And that's what people are doing in Pittsburgh a lot. That's what people are doing almost everywhere in the world. They're paying to get up yeah. on the stage. And- people need to realize when it comes to these showcase shows, if these people that are running these showcase shows had any platform to elevate you, they wouldn't need to take money from you. Yeah, seriously. Actually, like seriously. <laughs> you know what like, I mean? Like seriously. They're straight up just robbing you. That's the game. There's no end result in this. They're just collecting all that money. They're going to have this show. And that's it. But as far as I know. Yeah. I mean, well, so then there then might again, be some. There's like whenever um, I first at least started, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, whenever <laughs> I first started it and like and I would do like things like a first Friday, if I'm not making money, like if I'm throwing this whole thing, like I sometimes wouldn't offer money, but I wouldn't make people pay. I'd just be like, look, I would break it down. I'd be like, look, bro, like I'm not making any money. I'm losing money on this. If you want to perform, I get it. If you don't, that's cool. Like, but I'm not asking, yeah, I'm not asking people for money. And I think that that's weird. And I've been, I've been caught in those scams too. Like, yeah. Where they're, I've been caught in a scam. Literally it was called BE on TV, but how they put it together, bro. <laughs> listen, bro, how they put it together, bro. I thought it was BET. <laughs> Seriously, bro. Like and I, I paid to be up here and I, I like fuck, went man. up there and I performed in front of people who didn't give a fuck about what I was doing, but they just scammed and stole my money. Like, and I'm just like, shit, like, well, you don't yeah. know until you know. Exactly. Like, and, so. then, and you know what? I didn't even realize I was bamboozled till years later. I was like, oh, well, that's fucking. Yeah. I mean, the <sighs> shit's happened to me too. I think it happens to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't have, there aren't enough people talking about this shit, but that's part of the reason why I do this show. And there hopefully motherfuckers keep listening to it because I'm trying to help some people out you got to help the culture man you got to help the culture the artist artist culture hip-hop culture all of it you got to help it yeah and i think that it's really important just as an artist regardless of the genre that it's like i know that when you're coming up you want to take advantage of opportunities but the best thing you could do is learn how to say no yes not to just opportunities but even gets to a point now where i'm at this thing where i'm just now learning how to say no to myself Cause I'm always trying to do all this crazy shit, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm just taking on too much. Seriously, I gotta tell myself fucking no and focus on the shit I'm already doing. Yes, no is like the biggest, biggest one, man. Like you can end up piling yourself into a hole, and you're like, shit. Like I should have just said no to these projects, bro. <laughs> like, but yeah, so I'm with you on that one. Yeah, it's it's hard. It becomes a thing when you start out, and I think that you just want to connect with as many people as possible, and then it gets to a point where you're so caught up in the connecting with other people that your things kind of 
on the collecting dust yeah, over there. Exactly. You're like, oh, what the fuck happened? I completely forgot about my shit. Literally, the, that yes, that has been my biggest struggle, especially with like running a music label and trying to be the artist. All right, so let's dig Ooh. into that a little Ooh. bit. So I'm assuming this all kind of spun off of, if I had to guess, mm-hmm. I got this music, I want to put it out. Nobody's fucking with me yet. I'm going to do this myself. I got some friends that are dope. I'm going to help them out too. We're going to do some shows, put out some music. Is that pretty much that it? That is exactly what happened. Cool. Yes. yes. <laughs> Add a little bit of weed in there and I, bro, I swear to God, that is exactly what was happening. At 17, I was like, man, there's five of us. We like to smoke weed. High five. That makes sense. High five, right? And then from then on, it was just high five productions. And it grew, obviously, from being a bunch of kids smoking yeah. weed. Because like, all of those people dropped out. Like, I'm the only one holding high five. And that's cool. You know, I turned it into a label. You know, I got my LLC for it and just started really doing what I wanted to do. The idea that I had at 17, which was put us on shows and and just make music, is now not just an idea. This is something I do on the regular, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's funny. You just told my whole high five story. <laughs> I figured it out. I feel like, you know... Birds of a feather flock together, man. Seriously, Same man. shit, you know. I mean? You got to make your lane yeah. if nobody's going to give it to you, right? Like, and you have all the tools to fucking do it now. There's no reason not to. Yes, seriously. The internet, like, well, I remember going. I, I used to rap on a mic, like, worse. Like, it was like not even this, bro. Like, I used to go in actually, like, probably like a, a little computer mic, you know, those yeah. little ones that came up. I, I used to rap on those, like, to try to make projects. And like, I mean, hey, I did it. I have I have mixtapes from that. Like, yeah. Period. I think somebody else recorded stuff like that named Soldier Boy. Ever yes. heard of him? Yep. There we go. The fucking the <laughs> Ever heard of that guy? producer rapper man who changed the game. Yes, yeah. I've heard of that, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, you know, that's a conversation mm-hmm. that really comes down to something that I talk about a lot on this show. If you want to do something, if mm-hmm. you genuinely want to do it, all you really need is that genuine want to do yes. it. You can find the resources from there. And yes. you got to compromise. You got to be okay you with compromise. You got to compromise, man. Like, you got to have that drive and you got to be willing to compromise. If you're able to do those two things, like you could take over the fucking world. Seriously, you have to be adaptable or you won't make it. Yeah. Like you won't make it. You'll I be know, discouraged. You'll just. I know so many people that had, you know, seemed like they had so much potential and then they'll just hang themselves up because it's just like, oh, you know, my computer's too slow or, you know what I mean? Like, this or that, like, you know, that they didn't it doesn't want it matter. From, they didn't, they didn't, they no. couldn't have wanted it. You know no. what I mean? Like they couldn't have. Like, I recorded music on a windows 98 tower for like 10 years because I couldn't afford a nice computer. Yes. I'm with like, yes, I'm like, totally with you from like, like, you know, eighth grade up until after high school and shit like that, making music like on real, real cheap shit. That's all I had. But like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, well, if the shit crashes, it crashes. Like, I remember you know saving I mean? up like my first few, uh, paychecks at Taco Bell to buy my first beat machine. But I had the luxury of doing it because I still lived at home. So that's one thing. If there's anybody younger that's listening, you're still living in a situation where you don't got to pay for rent, but you want to do music, get a job and take advantage of that Literally shit. Literally appreciate, oh my God, appreciate <laughs> yeah. all of that because that like helps, man. That helps. Yeah. Oh, that helps. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, yes. It don't matter if nobody's like fucking with you. Nobody says you can't do it. Nobody gives a shit. If you give a shit, that's all you need. But there's a there's a market for everyone. Yeah. There was a guy named Ice JJ Fish who used to sing horribly, right? <sighs> and like when I say horribly, bro, I don't know if you've ever heard Ice JJ. Fish. I have not. Well, he sang so bad, but he he got rich off of that. Like, and there's like we always talking about mumble rappers and how they made it, but they got rich, bro. Shut your broke ass up. You know what I mean? Like they found their market. Like, so if you yeah. feel like you have something, somebody else likes it. I'm sure. Like, the thing that's I I so I mean I will say I'm not a big fan of the mumble rap generation, mm-hmm. but I've never been like fuck that. I just understand that things change, and it's so wild to me. I don't know if you've ever had this thought. But do you think about just popular music in general? Mm-hmm. And then you take like hip hop, rap, you know, 40 years old, maybe at the most. Yep. 50 if you want to push it in some ways. If you think about music over the the, the course of time mm-hmm. and the type of music people were making 200 years ago, mm-hmm. it was totally different. I don't know why people expect like the first decade of hip hop to be all that hip hop's ever going to sound like for the rest of time when music does nothing but evolve Evolve constantly the whole time it's the same thing with rock too Mm -hmm. a lot of people are all up in arms about rock music being dead and blah 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 it's It's like like, no no, it's it's just changing everything fucking changes literally yes and it's not for you it's like 
you know, all these fucking adults that are get all mad about Star Wars and shit. It's like it's made for kids. It's I mean, Star Wars is dying. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm into it. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, it's not don't be an you. adult yeah. and get upset about some pop culture shit that's made for kids. Dude, seriously. Seriously. I mean, and studying studying music, like, puts me in a whole new appreciation for just hip-hop in general. Any Any art genre. That's why I'm like... I, I respect country. I respect rock. I, re, I respect classical, baroque. I respect Renaissance. I respect all of this shit. Because, yeah. like, you know, like I had to study the shit. So, like, I know how things have changed and where they're kind of going. Like, because they change, but damn, they stay the same. It's kind of, it's a funny, funny game that music plays in any art any art uh, medium has like, you know what I mean? Like, cause they all evolve together. Um, visual arts evolves with the music evolves with the dance. Like it all, like it all evolves together. It much. all influences each other. Exactly. It's like a weird ping pong effect. Literally, literally. And I, man, man, that's why I love music. Cause that's why I love art in general is the, the being able to correlate, you know, having these things. Like I, I, I enjoy it. It's fucking makes me, makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> With yourself uh-huh. and the label now, mm-hmm. what is the current status? Do you have other artists that you're working with right now? Yes. You want to throw some shout I'll outs shout, to the I'll homies? Shout out some people. Shout out Quiet. Quiet has been rocking with us for a while now. Um, he has dropped seven sessions with me. Um, he has dropped what the fuck was his what the fuck was his tape called, guys? Yellow paint. I'm sorry. And you know what? <laughs> Guess what? Like I, I put his I, I produce his um his music video and shit. Yeah, that's only because I'm high, guys. Don't know. Um, <laughs> also, shout out to fucking Shocky Shocky. He's our newest artist on the game. Um, and he is dropping The Chase September 12th. That's going to be dope. That's going to be really fucking dope. Um, I'm glad Shocky's actually dropping something. Like it, we, It's been in the works for years, so he's finally dropping things. Um, shout out James Perry. He is our affiliate as well. Um, he's making music. He's making big things. So, Yeah. Those are the three artists that I have like on on the on the camp. Cool. And oh wait, shout out Luke Bouye. He makes our beats. He's a fucking monster. Like he's a monster. So yeah, man. We we I'm it's the status of it is it's a working label. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like it's not like some shit that it's not an idea. It's actually like a thing. And which yeah. I, I have to like sometimes remind myself, like, wow, like this is some shit that I really thought of when I was like 17, smoking weed, like off of an idea that I started when I was 15 smoking weed, you know, like, and this is just something that now, you know, I can smoke weed and actually like have a business card and a business debit card and all of that shit. It's pretty cool. When it comes to running a label, Mm -hmm. being a rapper, Mm -hmm. talking to people about what you do that Mm -hmm. don't know you, do you struggle with people taking you seriously? No, no. I do not. Um, <laughs> uh, that's that's a funny question. No, I do not. I, I kind of like, as of lately, I could tell people what I'm doing and people are like, well, shit, you're legit. Like, you know what I mean? I have yeah. my, my beautiful team, two people standing behind the camera. You guys can't, can't tell, but I have- Shout outs to them. Shout out, yeah, shout outs to Nick, shout out Ryan and Luke, who I've talked about. He's, he's part of our marketing team and he makes beats. So like, br- no, I, I mean, like maybe- Maybe a little, maybe like a couple years ago. I think maybe, I think it comes with the energy that you bring with it. It does. It does. And, and, but it also came with like, yes, that energy was, the minute I owned it, you know what I mean? Like I used to just throw it away. You know, I'm I'm, I'm a rapper. Like, you know, I own a music label. Like, and that, that, that right there, like that didn't even feel good. And you know what? I bet you people weren't taking me seriously because of that. But now I'm like, yeah, I own a music label. We're about to move to Los Angeles. We did this, this, and the third. And like, yeah, that's just all I do. Like, and people are like, oh, like, and I'm like, yeah, I'm a classical singer. I do this. And people are just like, shit, like, you know what you're doing. Like, I, I don't get a, I don't get a, um, no, I'm, I'm not trying to be a rapper. So that, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't work for me. Like I am a rapper. I am a rapper and I, I am the CEO of my own label. So there's no, there's no not taking me serious. If you don't take me serious, it's kind of a joke. I think it's funny that you didn't take you. me serious. You know, it's kind of yeah. like one of those. So yeah. Yeah. I run into it a lot, but I feel like just because a lot of times when I meet people in the situations that I meet them, they don't <laughs> expect me to do the kind of shit that I do. But it I, happens. I mean, yeah, like, I, I, I get that. I mean, shit. Like, yeah, so, like, when I'm in sometimes in the corporate world and I'm talking about it, like, people people may raise an eyebrow, but, like, I don't feel like they don't take me seriously. I just think they're raising an eyebrow because it's rap in general. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, people have a negative connotation of rap, period, you know? Yeah. So, so sometimes I do throw in that, you know, I'm classically trained just so people are like, classically trained? What does that mean? Like, you know, just so I can <laughs> be like, well, bitch, I sing operas if you really want me to say it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
that that's it. Like I can rap and I can sing operas. I can do almost whatever I want with music, yeah. you know, it, when it comes to the voice, especially. So, so here's a question for you. <laughs> Apparently, Glenn Starr does everything on the fucking planet, right? <laughs> what is one thing you've never done that you would love to do? It could be anything. I don't give a bro, shit. If it's I can't wakeboarding. Swim, bro. You can't swim. I can't fucking swim. That bothers me. Not with that attitude, you can't. You're right. Like you're right, <laughs> bro. That bothers me because I go kayaking. I do like, bro. Like I, I just, I'm just that kid with the life vest. Like I just, I got it. Like I mean, like, and I'm not afraid to be on the water on a boat, but I can't swim. So if that's one thing I can't, like if I'm going to pick a thing that I can't do, I can't fucking swim. Do you want to swim? I would love to. You know what? You know what also you, I, hinders I, I, me? What? My hair. Oh, okay. <laughs> I always got the shit done, and then I'm like, I'm not about to like jump in a Don't pool. Don't they make like caps for they, that, or is that gonna fuck up the hair? It may fuck up the hair, like, and then like whenever. All right, so this couple weeks ago, I had my hair braided, but they were really shitty braids, and I got in the pool, but it dried the shit out of my hair. My hairdresser was talking shit to me the other day, so I'm like, <laughs> fuck, bro. Like, do I like swim or do I like just look fucking cute? I don't know, bro. Like. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Like, I, yeah. this is like shit. So I'm gonna just have to wait till I like get really rich and famous, and then go on a hiatus and learn how to swim. Like, you know what I mean? Okay, like, yeah. That's that's take that's the, the uh, that beach vacation. Exactly. You know, like yeah. that's, that's the that's the goal right there. I'm gonna learn how to swim. Like, I'm not gonna let water beat me. I'm a <laughs> I'm a water sign, man. Like, I can't let water beat me. You know? So, no, fuck no, <laughs> no way. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. Yes. So. <laughs> Next thing I'm curious about, mm. moving along into the important stuff. Mm. We talked about rap and we talked about art, talked about the label, yes, yes, talked yes. about, you know, maybe one day swimming. This is what <laughs> I want to talk about. All right. So we talked about smoking a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big smoker. It's cool. never. It's not my thing. It's cool. But it's cool. regardless, we both eat. Yeah. So what I want to know is after a show, you just killed it. Is there any spot that you got? Where you like to go with the homies to crush some food, maybe have some drinks, maybe both. Let the people know. All right, so Pittsburgh sucks, bro. So after a show, <laughs> like, no, but seriously, after a show, most shit is closed, bro. Like, like <laughs> it's just like, you get done with a show at 10 p.m. and shit's closed, bro. So I'm going to shout out Ritters for staying open when niggas need to eat. I'm going to also shout out the Dirty O because they got French fries out the ass and you can get an angry orchard with that. You know what I mean? Like, like I told you, we already talked about this. I like cider. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, but if there was a bar open, and I want some food. I know this is so cliche of Pittsburgh. I want, I want I'm gonna go to Permanis. Oh, dude, I fuck with Permanis heavy late like, at night. Dude. Which one? <sighs> the one in Oakland feels like home. Yeah. That's weird. Like, I don't know. Like, I like all of them, bro. No. I would stop at any Permanis. I don't give a fuck if I'm out near North Huntington. Yeah. They have one. I'm gonna stop. There. I don't fuck with them suburb ones because the sandwiches are like half the size. They are. And it's like more money. Yeah, of course. It's bullshit. Yeah, no, you're right. No but the Oakland, ones. Strip District, Southside, those are the three. Yeah, I, I would even throw in the Penn Avenue one, the newest one on Penn Avenue. That's like in, in um, Garfield area. That one, that one's convenient. I went there well. once, and I had no, I, I I don't remember having a terrible time. Yeah, so you know, that's we'll give I mean. him, we'll give him a pass. We'll give that one <laughs> a pass. Ah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. So those those are the three places, man, that I would go after a show because like. Pittsburgh doesn't have anything. If I was in LA, I would go to Fat Sal's every fucking day. I love Fat Sal's. And maybe they can give me an endorsement one day. Yeah. So I can eat the food. Hey, you know, Sal, if you're listening, your boy, help him out. I think that there's some places to go. It really just depends on the neighborhood you're in. It does. And that's what's like a weird thing about Pittsburgh is that, you know, a lot of times, you know, if you're in, if you play a show in a neighborhood, the likelihood that you're going to Mm -hmm. go to another neighborhood to get some food, unless it's on the way to the crib, is highly unlikely. <laughs> highly unlikely, right? It's highly unlikely. And you go, I mean, maybe sheets, as if, if like you know, it's yeah. Like- I mean, <laughs> sheets can count. I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you sheets before some other places. But I mean, you got Eaton Parks, you got you Denny's, You're right, bro? Eaton Park with the with the grilled stickies, bro. I'll fucking, <laughs> bro, I'll crush some, I'll crush some stickies, bro. And the cookie at the end, bro. Yes, yeah. bro, because they're open. But I do always want a drink or something when I'm done. I want some weed too. So shout out to the <laughs> weed men who stay up. Like shout out to them. Cause like without them, I wouldn't be alive. I need you guys. They're amazing. They stay up past like two, and the ones that I can hit up at four, and they're up, man. Psh, 
I wish I could say names, bro. I ain't gonna snitch on y'all, but y'all, man, y'all some cool ass people, man. <laughs> fucks with y'all, man. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you what was uh-huh. next on the docket for Lynn Star and Company. You mentioned LA. Yes. Let's dig a little bit more into that. What the fuck is up? What the fuck is up? So we're moving to LA uh, at the end of September. September is our last month here. No shit. Yeah. We're, uh, well, I'm happy to have you here while, you. while we could. I'm happy to be here, man. This yeah. helps. This helps me. And I'm glad if I can help you. Like, this is awesome. Yes. Uh, teamwork makes teamwork the dream work. Makes the fucking dream I, work. I just do want to say real quick, I forgot mm-hmm. to fucking touch base on this before when we were talking about the Pittsburgh hip hop scene being so fucking fragmented. It's so wild that me and you are just meeting for the first time Literally. now. Literally. That's what and I like, mean. And like, how'd you find out about me through Zach? Through Zach and through, yeah. I, I don't know. My manager is Ryan, Ryan over there. Like we, he, he mentioned start the beat podcast and I'm like, yes, I want to, cause I want to be on podcasts. I want to talk to people. I want to like show, share my story and like yeah. actually be a rapper who's doing podcasts, you know, that cool. yeah. makes me happy. And then like, yeah. And then like Zach knew you and I, I met Zach through, like I ran into Zach one day. He like saw me at a coffee shop and was like, you look familiar. He's like 27 club, bro. He's the first person to ever mention a song that I've uh, okay. done. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, now that's my friend, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that dude so, is in the shit. He yes. is hustling. Yes. Like yes. fucking a it's little inspiring. a little cute little madman, that dude, with his little tight pants. <laughs> with his tight and, pants and his, and his tight, heart on his, his tight ass <laughs> pants and his fucking funny little shirts all covered in paint. What a sweetheart. Yo, no, he's a good shout dude. Out Zach Redder, bro. I love you, bro. I love you. You're the man. He's a cool dude, yeah. man. He's a really cool dude. So yeah, man. Yeah, because the Pittsburgh scene is really fragmented and it, it's really clicky. I somebody tried to say the Pittsburgh scene isn't clicky, it just has niches. And you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna call you out. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Howard. That's a fucking lie, bro. This is clicky than a motherfucker. Like, but at the same time, yes, we do have our own little niche markets. Yes, like that's real. But to try to act like there isn't clicks. Come on. You I know? think a big part of the reason why you have clicks, though, is because there's a lot of insecure motherfuckers that don't want to take the time to meet new people and seriously. expand. Bro, seriously. Bro, that's really like, all it is. Don't get me started. Because nobody hears that cool. I mean, people were cool, Period. but nobody's like nobody's the, nobody's nobody's the blowing up enough to have like a click and be like, "Nah, you can't come in." Seriously, though, like nobody, like <laughs> so we're nobody's at that like, level. It's like when somebody makes some really good, like some something that they really did good. The next person comes up and, and does it too, and it's just like, look. We're all here, bro. Like we could literally, if if we all just would lock arms, bro, and just keep walking, man. I swear to God, we'd all blow because, like, if I blow, somebody blows, and somebody else's blow in in Pittsburgh, and that's just how it's going to work. Like, yeah, I think enough time. A lot of the time, those people. And this is going to tie into LA really well. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people that aren't creators, that mm-hmm. aren't artists, aren't musicians, whatever, just normal people, fans, if you mm-hmm. want to call them. They want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And yes. if they look at a part of the hip hop scene and they just see a bunch of mopey motherfuckers that are playing to the same five people every week, they're not going to want to be a part of that. They you got to give them something to be a part of. Mm-hmm. So if you get more people to team up and do shit like how Zach's doing, throwing these crazy events together, getting people from all over the place, exactly. you're like, I bet none of you people ever played a show together. Let's fucking do it. Like that kind of shit. Literally. Forcing people to get together. A lot of people were coming out to those things. Yep. And it's Forcing super cool the collision of audiences. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Then like you're creating something that people want to be a part of. A lot of people get caught up in their own shit and they're not thinking about the fact that, oh, you are creating something that you kind of need to sell in one way. Whether that's like a social sale through like, you know, Instagram or something like that Mm -hmm. or an actual like monetary sale through like ticket sales or merchandise, shit like that. Literally. Yes. You need, you need to create a big social web because that's the only way you're going to be able to market, especially without money. You know what I mean? Like you want to sell this stuff, man, hop on and, and another podcast, like say, say I'm doing the show. Why, why not bring you? Why not put you on, on here? And now your audience merges with my audience. We both elevate each other and this that's makes the us point. greater. That is the point. And you, you know, what's crazy. A lot of people don't see the fucking point. Which is wild. That 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 blows my mind because I'm like, yeah. like we would grow. Survival of the fittest, I guess. Yeah, seriously. Because the ones who don't see the point, they fall off. And I mean, they, they fall off because of those mopey characters. You know what I mean? Like, and that, and that it, it, honestly, the music industry doesn't have time for you to be a pessimist. It doesn't because it will beat you down the whole fucking way. So you have to be the most optimistic motherfucker who is trying and being great and not being mopey. Yeah. And, and, and there's and working. tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands other people that are doing exactly what you do. Yep. And there's a good chance that they're better than you. Yep. 
So you gotta yep. get your fucking shit together, man. <laughs> yep. There's no time to slack. There's no time to mope. There's literally no time to mope. But like, that's what's cool about you know you guys going to L.A. and you know I think that that's awesome that you know you, you you have that confidence and you're willing to make the moves and you're gonna fucking do it. But I mean, at the same time, yeah. it's like that's you know it sounds cliche to say it, but something like that or uh, a Chicago or a New York, like those are all models. And it's not like there's a lack of talent in our city. There's just a lack of confidence. There is. And somewhat a lack of infrastructure. I think mm. if some of the people got their shit together, we could create more steady venues and build the community. But I think that lack of confidence in people even trying to do it is making it fall flat on its face to begin with. Yes. Whereas you got LA, where you got a lot of people that are very confident. Too, oh my God, bro, a little so, too confident. I, I can't. I can't, I can't wait to talk to you in like two years and see how you've changed. <laughs> bro, I, right, I'm like a down to earth ass person. Like, I've, Lynn has been Lynn the whole time. I mean, like, there's like alterations. You know, I'm just trying to be better. But like, dude, when I go to LA, man, and just like listening, like to the conversations. First off, all these people are doing coke, and no, there's nothing like there's nothing. I guess nothing wrong with it. We can act like nothing's wrong with it, but. That shit was crack too, crack coke, coke, crack. All right, well, anyway, whatever. Yeah. Right. So all these people doing coke, and they tell me, yeah, bro, I know this person. I hung out with this person on his set of this. And I'm like, what the fuck did you do though? What did you do? You just hung out with a bunch of people who do shit. Sure. And that's like all LA was to me, and I was like, if this is all LA is, bro, I'm going to have a fucking field day because I'm not going to be like, I know this, but I'm be like, I am this person who actually does this. You want to come and and make some songs with my crew because we actually do this, but. <clears throat> It is all about who you know, actually, too. So yeah. I understand that. They're like, I know this person. Because all of these kids who were saying this were rich as fuck. I'm not going to lie. They were rich doing coke. And we were down we were downtown LA and I'm, and I'm there. And I was just happy to be in the room. I'm like, well, you guys are doing coke. I'm the only sober one. But y'all are rich. And I'm here. Hey, so y'all know my name. Y'all handed me free clothes. Y'all are doing this. And I, and I fucks with it. You know what I mean? So like, hey, I feel like if I'm the only one not on coke, and we go out there. I think I could do this. Like, bro, I could do this. Like, you know, I'm sticks in my weed. I got my team. I got like, we, they got my back. I got their back. I really don't think there's any way we could fail like at all. And we know people and the art speaks for itself. I guess, the the you know, failure is a state of mind too. It's it not is. really like a physical thing that exists. Exactly. It's more or less what you, what you consider failure. Seriously. And yeah. I feel like, for me, like even if you guys go out there and it doesn't work out the way you want it to, I feel like, well, we still fucking did it. We still probably made connections. We still recorded a bunch of dope ass music and all these things, you know, like there's no way nothing bad can happen exactly. as long as you just fucking stay persistent. Right. You stay, you keep that energy up, man. Like, and you put more, like, just keep the energy towards your goal and towards your vision and plan because planning refines that goal and that vision and everything you keep that shit together man there's no such thing as failing there may be like a setback but you now know how how it doesn't work yeah you know what i mean like that that whole thomas edison like quote like i know nine thousand ways of how a light bulb does not work you know what oh, i mean sure so, yeah cool like you know then I, I know so many ways of how the music industry doesn't work and how you're not going to sell tickets and how you're not going to do this and 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 in turn, teaches me how to do it yeah. and how, how to be better at every step. Failure's nothing but an opportunity for growth as long Literally. as you got your fucking head on straight. Literally, bro. Don't let it destroy you, man. Like, fucking fit. Don't let no failure destroy you. I mean, shit is eventually not going to go your way. It's just... Uh, Life changes. That's, uh, you know, that's like, I'm sure there's some statistic or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. going to fucking... What are you going to do? Can't cry or mope about it. No. You got to just figure out how you're going to make it work after after something's been thrown into the middle of your, like, into your operation. You're like, all right, well, how can I make this a part of my operation now? Or how can I make it look good, you know? So you got any more shows in the Pittsburgh area before y'all take off? Um, yeah, uh, I think. Right. So I've been in talks. Like <laughs> I've been in talks with You got going, like a month, man. I know, man. I know. <laughs> but I've been thinking. Um some so somebody's mentioned Thrival to me and mentioned that I could be a part of that. Okay. That's cool. So, you know, if I get that, that would be fucking awesome. But honestly, right now, bro, I don't know. I don't I don't have anything. I just like have work, a lot of work to do. Like and I'm, when I'm talking about work, I mean literally going to work and make money so I can move. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I got. Like, I mean, and that's all I need. Uh, honestly, I mean, we I got some I got a music video dropping October first. Um, 
Cool, 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 cool. I should already be in Los Angeles, but I'm going to drop it and push it hard in Pittsburgh. You know, y'all people won't even know that I'm gone. I stay in the house until I need to come out. Like, I only come out for certain people's events and and not like because I'm like, I'll only come out for certain. But I I know I need to show my face and I show love to people who have showed love to me. So, like, I come out every once in a while. I'm probably high as fuck and I'm probably standoffish. And it's really fucking weird because I have to talk to people because I'm a label CEO. Sure. And yeah, um, I, dude, I hate like every time I meet somebody new, it's always like if they're a cool person, I'm like, I'm literally like fighting myself on the inside to not ask them to be on my podcast immediately (laughs) because like life just needs to be life sometimes. Right. And then maybe wait a day or two and be like, yo, good meeting you. I do this podcast. I can't. But at the same time. There's some people that you're not going to see again. Yeah. Like you're not going to have that opportunity. And you yeah. just kind of got to be like, ah, yeah, throw no, it seriously, out there. Like, seriously, like, yo, I'm, I'm a rapper. <laughs> I have a podcast. What's up? I do, I'm like, want to make a song? <laughs> I have people be like, well, you know, after I get my tape together, I'm like, shit, I thought that was my chance, you know? At least you so, tried, though. Yeah. I mean, what's the worst somebody could say? No. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. And like, even if somebody said no to you, they're going to remember you as the person that they said no to. Maybe guilt will creep in and then down the way, you know? And then they're like, hey, man, what's up with that song? And then I'm like, no, I don't want a song with you anymore because I'm bigger. And so I'm joking. I I don't think I'm really going to be like that. But if you did treat me like shit and you want a song, please think about that before you uh, ask me. Yeah. (laughs) It's important to be nice to people. Yes. Honestly, kindness and like being grateful is like the biggest things in life. Actually, I'm practicing this thing. It's like a gratitude practice. It's 28 day practice. Okay. You wake up every day and you write 10 things that you're grateful for. And inside of those, you have different things that you're supposed to like do. So like maybe like today was called the magic morning. Um, So you say everything that you're like, as soon as you wake up, you say, thank you. You start Everything you touch, you say thank you. And it just builds like some gratitude and happiness. Just be kind, bro. And just be genuine to people. And like, I feel like that's the biggest way to feed your soul. You know what I mean? You be kind and be genuine. I'm sure your pockets will grow too. What's the weirdest thing you've said thank you to? Thank you for an abundance of weed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wrote that in my journal. Yeah. Um, literally, bro. Like, I don't know. Like, you got to be grateful for everything, right? So, like, yeah. I was like, thank you for, like, having a pocket full of green and a blunt full of green. Like, I, I feel like I got to be thankful for that shit. Like, you know, because some people, like, some people like smoking weed and they can't afford weed. Like, I was walking down the street today and, like, some dude was, like, talking to me, like, while I had my earphones and I fucking hate that. And he's asking me for money. And I was immediately about to say no, but he says, for a blunt. And I literally like was like, nah, and I stopped. And I was like, wait, what did you say? You said you need money for a blunt? I was like, yeah, bro, I handed him money. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Yes, bro. Like, if, if you need to go smoke some weed, bro, I will make sure. Like, I'm even, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm a horrible person. Cause like, if a crackhead comes up to me and he wants money, I'm giving him money, even if it's for crack. Cause that makes him happy. Like, I don't know, crack makes him happy. So, like, bro, here, here's a crack rock on me. Like, <laughs> and I know it's fucked up, but like, I don't know, bro. I'm grateful for my weed. Maybe he's grateful for his crack and he needs that and I need this. So, yeah, you know. Empathy is a motherfucker. <laughs> Empathy is a motherfucker, bro. You're like, shit, did I just give that person crack money? Did. I did that, but I had it and they didn't. So, I don't know. You know, it's still, I think it's still giving, you know. <laughs> the world's not black and white, man. There's some gray areas yeah, I'll tell in there. You this, that's something to write a song about right there. I don't know if I'm going to do that. <laughs> Be like, I'm so, out here giving crack money, man. That's actually something that we should probably touch on before we wrap it up mm-hmm. because I haven't heard any of your music, unfortunately. Cool. I mean, again, we just met today for yes, the first did. time, so <laughs> I'm going to have to look you up. I know you looked me up on Spotify. You got music on Spotify? Yes, I do. I just dropped something. Universe 25. May 31st, I dropped it. It is the best tape I've ever dropped. Oh, it's my bad. May 31st, I did a show. My manager just told me June 25th, I dropped that shit. And that would make sense because it's called Universe 25. And I waited till June 25th to drop that shit. Yeah, cool. So yes, I dropped it June 25th. It is a hot ass tape. And I'm not just saying that because like I wrote it. Dude, I love your energy right now. Keep it up. (laughs) I'm just saying, bro. Like I listen to this shit and I'm like, 
bro, <laughs> this is fucking hard. Like, so like, yes. And October 1st, the first video that we have dro- drops. So it's going to be to fit in. It's amazing. Like, so yeah, I'm on Spotify. I'm on iTunes. I'm on Amazon title. I'm on SoundCloud. I'm on, I'm on reverb nation too, but that's like really old shit. Like, I don't know if you remember reverb. Nation. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm on all that shit. I'm on anything that you can find music on. I'm even on dat piff. I didn't put my newest shit on dat piff, but I'm on dat piff. Here's some nostalgic shit. You know? like, so, yeah. I'm like every fucking where. Like, that's what's up. So, in terms of your music, mm-hmm. since you're not writing songs about giving people crack money, what is the lyric themes that Lynn Starr <laughs> likes to touch on? Um, whatever I am doing at the time, which is like giving so, people crack money. So giving people crack money, but <laughs> but not right. So <laughs> I won't write about that. So like right now, I'm on like I'm on my 53rd day of straight meditation. Right. All right. So that that has crept into a song. You know what I mean? So that, that's like, on top of the the month that, of forgiveness. That's on top of month of gratitude right, or and everything. gratitude. Yes, yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. So you know, I'm just trying to be like really like I'm trying to clean everything inside of here to make sure out out here of images. That, Hell right? yeah. yeah. So like I, I talk about that. I like to smoke weed. So best believe that's in there. Right. I I really, really, really like to have sex with women. It's one uh, of my okay. most yeah. Back favorite to that, that dick to getting do. you in trouble, right? That dick getting me in trouble. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning to be better at that. I'm learning to like tell women up front that I want her, but I also want her. You know what I mean? I'm learning to do that. And I think transparency is important. Yes. Being honest lets me do what I want. Right. And like, I mean, not obviously do what I want, but like if I'm honest and I'm up front and nobody's really getting hurt because we're all, re- we're talking about it, then, then it's cool. So that's making it into my music. All right. Um, I like philosophies and, and, and scholastics and shit like that. So that makes it to my music. Actually, universe 25 is based off of a study that was done by this guy named John B. Calhoun. Um, and it was a study of rats in the utopia. Um, and I broke that down into seven songs, seven hip hop songs that you wouldn't even really um, correlate those things together because like I wrote it like a rapper, but at the same time, it's like very scholastic. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm a student, like I, 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 I just graduated last year. I'm going to go get my master's next year. Like I, I like, I like nerdy shit. So that's going to make it into my music. But at the same time, like I try to be the smoothest motherfucker on the planet. So like, (laughs) (laughs) so it doesn't sound all nerdy and it doesn't sound geeky. So all of that shit that even when I'm meditating, it doesn't sound like Dalai Lama. It just sounds like some nigga who likes to smoke weed meditating. Like that's just like what I do. You know, I'm trying to be introspective as well as like fuck bitches get money. Like, I don't know how that works. But I'm trying. It makes sense to me because I really ride that wavelength too. I think that something that gets really misunderstood is the concept of, you know, meditating, gratitude, taking that time to really self-observe and, you know, think about the stuff that's in you that's negative and finding a positive, healthy way to get it flushed out of you because it really changes your fucking character. It does. It makes you it changes the the people around you too. It does. Literally. I mean, like you're, you're grateful for shit and you start telling other people to be grateful for shit and like, and not, not just be grateful, but like ask them questions. Like, what are you grateful for? Like I, I've I've been asking people that shit and it throws them the fuck off, bro. Like I'll even ask them when they're like, they're, they're like aggravated and I'm like, yeah, like, but, but what are you grateful for? Like what, what was the best thing to happen? happen to you today you know and people start to think and it just it changes a lot of people around me bro. and it's it's really fun it's really cool to like be on a positive tip and like and like being very introspective like you you hear like like i said i like to fuck women and, and like and shit right so you you hear how you're such a fuck boy sometimes you know and that that shit like as much as like as much as i want to just go out and have sex like you got to understand how you are feeding into this misogynistic bullshit so like i'm like oh fuck like all right so how do i do this in a way that works for me but also respects women and respects other people and just is it's transparency there's plenty of women that like to fuck too i know (laughs) (laughs) i didn't mean to say i was so sure about that one wasn't i like i know <laughs> but real talk, yes. they do. And it's just a matter of being transparent about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Be respectful, be transparent, and be safe. There you go, bro. Wrap it up, man. Wrap it up. Be safe. Like, period. Like, you know, be safe. Get checked. Even if you're wrapping it up, get checked. Like, period. Like, yeah, period. you never know. You never, you never know. Just like hip hop's evolving, these fucking things and the pants are evolving. Bro, you don't fucking know what's going on. Super gon- gonorrhea? That was, that's like uncurable? What do you mean? I was like, oh, y'all, y'all are crazy. I'm not, I, I'm never putting my dick into anything without wearing a raincoat. That is wild. I don't know how. Any, oh, my God. That is scary. Like, whenever I'm about to have sex with somebody, we're all, we're going to be walking out of the clinic. We're going to be like, all right, 
when they don't give us that call, because that's usually how it works. If they don't call you, you're good. And I've never gotten a call. So, <laughs> and I've even called to follow up and make sure that that call that I didn't get was still a negative, you know? So I'm like, cool. But like, <laughs> you got my right contact information? <laughs> like, y'all, cool. y'all sure, right? All right, cool. Like, because man, when you're in high school and they start telling you about all these diseases and you're like finally getting pubes and things start itching, you think you got everything in the world, right? <laughs> They're like, you could get AIDS from looking at it. No, 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 you can't get AIDS from reading. Yeah. That's actually what they taught but it's it's you know just be cool everything's good as long as you're safe smart and transparent yeah i like that but i do think it is also super important like i was saying to tell people that you are doing things like you know taking time to meditate and do all these things and that it's not really that weird it's just it's healthy. It's taking care of yourself. Well, I feel wonderful. Like, yeah, doing it. I mean, like there's you, days that I don't feel wonderful and I'm still doing it. Like you just got to do it. Take time. Like if you take time to you take time to rap, you take time to do this, you take time to do that. Why don't you take time to work on your mind? Yeah, you know it's like I mean? yeah, exercising your, soul, your you know? feelings. Exactly. Literally, like <laughs> literally, though. like and, and being introspective and knowing that you can be wrong. Like, and, oh, man, like that. I mean, that's the biggest thing for me as a Scorpio, man, like. I'm Scorpio too. Yeah, so you get it, bro. Like Ow. you get yeah. it. Like learning to be wrong may be one of the hardest things in the world. Like to be, you get defensive, you get this, you get that. But like shit, but you were wrong. You know, you got to like clean it up, fix it. Yeah. Like if somebody else could be wrong, you can be wrong. Yes, yes. And if somebody else can play a show in front of five hundred thousand motherfuckers, you can play a that's, show in front of five hundred thousand motherfuckers. I tell people that all the time. I'm like, look, man, if fucking little pump can do it, I can do it. If Blueface can do it, bro, like I can do it. And I'm not to talk shit, but I can write my ass off. I can do this, man. Like you know what I mean? Like well you it. think about those people and pretty much any artist in general when you like really break down their music, a lot of the time there isn't anything fundamentally special about the artist. It's the energy and the people around them that yes. helps them fucking blow. Yes. And that's what it is. So you just got to be able to find that energy and get the people around you to have that energy about you. And that's what's Mm going to help. It's fucking teamwork. Teamwork. Dreamwork. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, if you are fucking with this dude or you're fucking with me, just a general reminder, you got the internet. It's a super powerful fucking tool. All you got to do is fucking share our shit. You could comment on our shit. It doesn't even fucking matter. You can comment a little dick emoji. Just the fact that you're commenting it on literally it, will help it, the algorithm. it helps the fucking shit boost up. <laughs> it takes two fucking seconds. I dare somebody to comment a dick under there. Even if it's like the eggplant. We yeah. just want, we want some type of comment. That's, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it fucking Shout helps. Shout out to Coney. I'm wearing your shirt, bro. Yeah, I did that on purpose, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that little shit helps. And a lot of people that like are in our circles, in your circle, my circle, everybody else that's watching this, if you're in a band or an artist, people in your circles, just encourage them to fucking help spread your shit. Yeah. Because it, it makes a world of fucking difference. It does, man. One share would go a long way, man. Yeah. And, and people like, yeah, man, share share your friend's shit, bro. Like, that's weird that you're not sharing your shit, your friend's shit. Because that's... that. That's weird. I, I, don't you think? That's kind of weird. Like, I mean, unless you, if you think it's whack, you should tell them that you think it's whack, flat out. You should be like, look, like, you're not being the best you you can be. But if you think it's good, why aren't you sharing their shit? You know, why aren't people, why aren't we supporting our friends to the biggest? That That's what High Five is. That's why I created it. Like, people are all, Ryan is always sharing people's shit on our page because that's what we need. Like, that's what people need. Like, if you ever need something, just literally just IG me. And I won't, I, I won't answer you, but Ryan will. <laughs> I got you. And I like, got you. Like, he will make sure Yo, that Yeah, let's be real. Up. We all need something. <laughs> Always. <Literally>. Always. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like, just, man, share it. Even the people shit. at the top still need something. Period. Yeah. Period. If you help. Because at the end of the day, we're all still human. And Literally, you can't do man. it all. You cannot do it all. I had to learn that the hard way. And then I learned that the easy way by having a team. And I love my team, man. They made Hell yeah. Me, Shout outs to the team. Great. One Shout more time on the, the applause. Team, yes, they are. They are great. Team. Teamwork makes the fucking dream work. Shout out to me here by myself. Zero team. Hey, man. But yeah, it's all good. Hey, you, you, when, you will get a team. And when you yeah, get a team, yeah. it, I mean, like, I got a doing team. So just, not, not, just not for the podcast. That's what I'm saying. Like, and, and if you get a team for the podcast, it's going to just exhaust you. And even if you don't, you're doing so much. Like, you, you just, you got well, I'll tell you this. You I could it. have a team. All you got to do is share and comment and get the algorithm going so maybe I can make a little bit more money and then I can, you know, give somebody some money because people deserve to get paid for their work like we talked about earlier. And then I give somebody else adjusting these fucking faders and pushing stuff and making sure the camera's recording. That'd be tight. 
But until then, I'll keep doing it because I want to fucking do it. Compromise, another thing we talked about today. (laughs) Adaptability, man. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) I like this guy. Yeah, (laughs) so we're wrapping up on our Uh hour here. You know, we got a couple more minutes left. I know we already talked about you being on Spotify and Amazon and everything like that. But one more time, why don't you tell the people of the Internet where they can find you on IG and everywhere else you would like people, you know, to fuck with you. So my name is Lynn Starr, L-Y-N-S-T-A-R-R, right? You will type that into IG. You will see something that says Stosta, S-T-O-A-S-T-A. That is still me, but it will also say Lynn Starr under it. Don't be discouraged. Right? Don't be What's that about? Stosta, it's just a nickname that they gave me when I was like really young and I have no idea what it is. They don't know what it is, but it's just a thing. Okay. Right? And I was just like, all right, that's that's me. I, I mean, like, you know, when you're putting in usernames and they need a unique username, that has always worked. And and soon it won't work because like I'm going to get big enough where people are going to be like, I'm Stosta. But right now it has always worked. So Stosta, S-T-O-A-S-T-A, um, Lynn Star. You can Google me and it will pop up. Uh, IG, Spotify, iTunes, Everything, just look me up. Look up High Five Productions. It the, the symbol that's on my hand right there. That's how do I put camera? There we go. Yeah. Yes. That's that's us. So if you ever see that, that's us too. So yeah, I tattooed it on my hand because now I don't need a business card. I am a business card. <laughs> like I'm so serious. Like don't ask me. Don't ask me what I'm like. What's your label? High Five. I'll put it in your fucking face. Like I, High Five Productions. It's really easy. So yeah, man, that's where you find me. You find me by my name, Lynn Star. That's what the fuck is up. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for Hope having me, Hope you enjoyed me, the conversation one more time. I got to high five you, yeah. right? High five. Bro. I have people actually smack my hands. I have to smack the back of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, you for being here. I'm Thank really, you. really excited for everything you got coming up. I wish you yeah. nothing but the best of luck. Thank Just you. keep up that energy. Thank honestly. you. I'm grateful, grateful to be here, Just bro. keep up Thank that you. energy. Thank I think you could do something really cool. I'll be back again next week with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know Cody the drill. Martin. My nigga Sykes, start the beat. Yes. I mean, sorry. he's still plugging shit while I'm doing my outro. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. No, it's cool. We'll stop. Here, keep keep plugging I stuff. I just wanted to say, Sigourney Burton, he's doing some great shit in Pittsburgh, man. He, he's selling shit. And I got to shout him out. He's been my homie since middle school. Like, I mean, yes, we're going to eat together. If I ain't going to argue on that. Here we go. All right. Now, all right. I'm, I'm done. And that's all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Lynn, thanks for coming by. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. I don't know. I'm all thrown off now. But I'll be back again next time (laughs) with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2019. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening. (laughs) There's some more beer in that growler. Y'all ain't drink it? Yeah, no, I'm going to get some more. All right, let's fucking do it up. (laughs) And stop. Stop. Oh, yes. Stop.